Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Welcome back to Fraudsters. I'm Cena Gazdevi at Cena Now on all social media at Fraudsters LPN. Make sure to hit us up on the Discord. Justin Williams at Justin Williams Comedy. Justin underscore Williams underscore Comedy. A lot of underscores there, Justin. How are you? Yes, I'm good. Thank you so much for talking about the underscores. It's very important. Yeah, you don't want that other Justin Williams getting all your traffic there. What, what is that? Um, Hazel, who's who's joining? What is what? Cena, we asked Jackie what? to be here today. Why? We've got to we've got to do this part. We've got to do this next part on Bit on BitConnect. What is happening? See, you know, Something a little more got, urgent. Yeah, we've got something to talk with you about. And um, Justin and Hazel came to me and asked me if we could talk about. Um, this is actually an intervention. What for? And what? We're nervous. I can about quit you. drinking or smoking or snorting no, whenever actually, I want. No, we oh. want you to do more of that. Actually, oh. <laughs> and maybe stop being so irresponsible with these. Uh, what are they called? Non fungies, <laughs> um, something with a token. <laughs> it sounds like I'm at celebration NFTs? station. You mean the, you? You're yes, interventioning fungies. me about NFTs. Yes, Listen, 100%. this is the future, guys. This is you guys don't understand, Justin. I'm most surprised by you not supporting me in this. I thought we were co-hosts. Thought we were partners. That's until I learned how much money you spent on this. This you is don't even understand. That- Justin what? and I, Justin came to me sobbing and I held him and I was like, okay, we'll get through this. And he was, he just took out, we ate so much licorice, our bellies were hurt. And so that's <laughs> what you did to us with your actions, Cena. I don't know how I feel. It, aren't I supposed to have family members here too? None of you are blood related to me. That's for sure. Whoa. When you're here, you're family. That's what the Olive Garden says. <laughs> and that's what I think happens when it comes to NFTs. This, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Guys, I could t- I know the future. I know what's happening. These are great investments. These are sure sure this one particular ape JPEG that I invested and bought two what of. What are you talking about right now? What, what? Did, are you talking about? An, I know that a JPEG is an image. So yes. what is an NFT? So you're telling me that you're just buying images that you don't have? Do, but I don't I, really technically, care. Technically, you invest. It's, in a, it's, it's art. It's art. It's, a, it's an ape JPEG. I bought two. 
spend a little bit of money, but an NFT, an NFT is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like an asset. It's like a thing. Okay. I could tell. Listen, well, why, why don't we, wouldn't you Justin, why, why can't the asset be gold bars that you purchase? <laughs> why yeah. can't the asset be a Monet that you acquire for some reason. I, I can't yeah. afford a Monet right now, and gold bars are are tough to get to. I'd have to like melt down my wedding ring if I wanted to get a gold bar at this point. Please Just saying. Hazel <laughs> <laughs> well, and I might be on opposite quarters there, but I mean, Cosmo might end up leaving you if you keep buying NFTs and taking away Hudo's actual college fund. I just need one of these to hit. If one of these hits, baby. What does that mean? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, we're going to talk about NFTs. And we're going to talk about my rug pull. If this is the day you guys want to have, if this is the hijacking, because you all are terrorists, I want that to be clear, and I can say Thank that. You. I'm allowed to say that. You're all terrorists. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to these two guys I know. Just, I got this co-working space that I'm at. Uh, these two guys I know, Justin and John, they're big in the NFTs. They're very trustworthy. They did actually know and find out about what happened to me about this rug pull, which is not a slur. It's like when your money gets stolen, basically. Um, Wait, you had money stolen from you? Yes. This is why. This is why. <gasps> I didn't even know that part. Justin and Hazel didn't <laughs> let me in on the fact that he actually had money taken from him in this. It was I mean, too dark. <gasps> And then, and then he's also, re- yeah, and then he's also reassuring us with people from the co-working space when we did an entire episode on WeWork. <laughs> <laughs> so Jared Leto was in here. Don't watch it. Don't watch the dramatization. These That's are hardworking people. Um, <laughs> I, for these two guys, they're, they're, they're from the, they're, they have their own NFT podcast, NFT Heat. Oh, okay. this isn't going to go well. Uh, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a pro wrestling show that comes on at like Thursday at 3 a.m. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's go to Justin Schenkero and John Kraske. They are the founders of NFT Thought Leaders. They, it's a community-based uh, group that are trying to bring people together so that they don't get scammed. Uh, they are builders and strategists in this space. And let's go to that interview. Charles Atkins, who was our first guest on NFT Heat, I think he gave actually one of the best explanations and said, hey, an NFT really is a mini computer and you can program it however you want. So it can be whatever you want. Obviously, phase one of NFTs right now is the collectibles, the the cartoon apes and all all these other kind of derivative projects. But the real utility of NFTs is going to be beyond that. And it's going to apply to industries such as healthcare, education, manufacturing. So really we're kind of focused like right now on kind of the sexy stuff, but the more mundane applications and entities are really going to affect every person's life. So anyways, John, John said it eloquently following on the shoulders of, of Charles, who's a, a brilliant NFT thought leader. In fact, Charles was our first podcast host, one of our foremost episodes on NFT heat, but yes, I mean, just to follow that up, you know, NFTs are digital assets. And and what does that mean? It's a JPEG. It can be anything. And right now we're in this early PFP sexy phase of art and everybody's kind of loving the apes and the punks and kind of cool looking art and, and Beeple's artwork, even though that's several months ago. But as John said, it's really about 
the utility that the NFTs are going to provide for so many different industries. I'm passionate because I come from the entertainment world, film and TV and animation for pretty much my entire life. So I'm really excited about NFTs and storytelling, uh, NFTs through music and film and television and how, frankly, they're going to disrupt almost every single industry. And even more importantly than NFTs, the metaverse, where we're all going, what we're all building to, where we're all going to be chilling and hanging out. Frankly, you could say we're in the metaverse right now. We're doing a Zoom for this podcast. We're doing it digitally. So we're already living in the metaverse. It's just not decentralized. Zoom owns this data. You know, we can't take this and go somewhere else. With the metaverse, it's decentralized. It's decentralized. So, you know, we all own our own data. There's NFTs in this world that we can collect and build and trade. So that's really kind of where the metaverse is going. And uh, it's pretty exciting. But what was your question again? Totally <laughs> no, you got you nailed it. Thank you. No, <laughs> wow, you both, wow, wow. Justin, you both Justin, pro- just like leveling up the explanation of what is an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> he blacked out. He went in full wow, Rain yeah. Man on that. That was I went great. into an <laughs> NFT wormhole right there. <laughs> so wait, but uh, you guys both brought up utility, and that's the thing that I think people struggle with the most, myself included. Can you give me one of these examples of? I know it's not necessarily now, but. In the future, what can we expect to be the utility of some of these NFTs with the actual use case? I mean, for instance, I I spent the last year talking to a major global auto manufacturer, and they want to use the NFTs beyond just collectible memorabilia. And they want to apply that to having an NFT that's attached to your car service record. So you as a consumer, when you buy a new car, you'll get the NFT. And then, you know, through the course of the history of owning that car, you're going to get it serviced and things of that nature. And when you decide to sell that, that owner that's going to purchase it from you has a, a complete record on the blockchain of all the times you serve it. So, you know, it can't be any, you know, hokey pokey type stuff where you maybe you forgot, you know, a record here or there. Or you fabricated what actually happened. The entire history will be on the blockchain. Uh, another instance would be, you know, in the education area where have you, you maybe have had this where you had to go track down your diploma or your academic oh. records from, yeah. you know, to, from, you know, one or more institutions you've gone to in the course of, of your life. Well, now it'll just be on an NFT. Same could apply to healthcare records. You know, if people have to move from city to city, as a lot of us do now, you know, you have to track down, you know, Dr. A, where, you know, you, you, you were born and then Dr. B, where you went to college, Dr. C, where, you know, you went right after college, Dr. D, where you went, you know, with your, you know, your fiance or whatever. I mean, you know, it's 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 going to simplify a lot of those things that we do in everyday life. So to me, that is utility. Utility is not when somebody creates an ape derivative project and said, hey, we're going to create a play to earn game and we have this roadmap. We're going to take you in the metaverse because right now, most of the utility these people are talking about is templatized and it's smoke and mirrors. So the reality is, I would say 99% or more of the people that are in the space that have dropped collections are bad actors and they're going to get washed out. I did a post on LinkedIn earlier this week. The swamp will get drained of these people. So it's happening. The alligators are coming. 99%. The alligators are coming, as John said. Yeah, I, I just got to follow that up. Brilliant. Look at those three utility examples, John. I mean, you're just you're just spitting fire in alpha right now. Um, but this show is fraudsters. So I feel like, come on, we want some fraud. We want <laughs> we want some bad actors in this thing. And I'm actually a good actor. OK, just putting it out there. But let's talk about some of wait, these wait, sexy wait, wait, wait. utility. You are a good actor. I, when I first met you, you told me that you were actually on Hey Arnold. Could you just what 
What were you yes, on? Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Hey, hey Arnold from Nickelodeon. I played Harold the Bully. I'll give you a little Harold. Hey Arnold, come here, I'll pound you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. John, John's sick of it. He hears it all the time. I know, but sure. Let, let's talk about utility about some of the sexy things right now. So, for example, ticketing is going to completely be transformed by NFTs. It's actually shocking. John and I go to a lot of these NFT conferences around the world and we speak at most of them. And we're just totally shocked that our tickets are not NFTs yet. They're supposedly NFT conferences, but they're not tickets for the NFTs. I mean, ticketing and NFTs is going to revolutionize concerts, it's going to revolutionize sporting events, it's going to revolutionize conferences. The utility that you can get from that NFT ticket uh, is going to be, you know, life changing. You can get concessions with that NFT ticket. You can get backstage. You can have meet and greets with the speakers. You can go ahead and sell that NFT ticket for a higher value. And the originator of that ticket, whether it's the sports franchise or the concert, they are the ones that are going to get a piece of that secondary royalty. So therefore, you know, that stub hub or that intermediary is going to pretty much be cut out. I'm sure they're, you know, scared to death. Um, so that's utility right off the bat. That's 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 huge utility in some of these PFP projects that we all are into uh, apes, for example, you know, the utility is you get invited to a very cool in real life party. Now, for some people, that's not a big deal. But for a lot of people, it is a big deal because they get a network, they get a schmooze. And from those in-person parties, they actually build networks where they can launch their own NFT projects or, you know, some further utility may be. If they're working on a cartoon or they're working on a film, then you may have input in the storyline or you get invited to the red carpet premiere. So all of these aspects come with potential utility on NFT projects. So far, most of the projects, as John said, uh, are going to be you know worth nothing and, and their utility is not going to come through because they've overpromised and underdelivered. But some will deliver and it'll be pretty transformative. All right, so the Hey Arnold guy and and John are... I'm sure he loves being called that, I'm by the sure way. he does, but Justin Shankarell and John Grasky, they were good guys. The reason I, I can trust them, just so you know, is because they were like, no, so you 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 lost your money to an, a derivative ape project. You gave money to ape JPEGs, did you? I was like, yeah, well, maybe, maybe. So what happens and how did your money then go away? Well, so... I mean, we'll get into that here. I we actually I, I talked with another victim. I talked with someone else about it, and this guy Mike. He's <laughs> so embarrassed. I didn't realize how embarrassing it would be to talk about. It. I think, but this is good. This is part of your healing process. This is part this of the a, healing. Is a, do you trust this metaverse that you are <laughs> buying into? Well, it's it's also reminds me of like how other people that are victim of frauds like feel they feel so much shame when they're having to like talk about it. And Mike, uh, who is, you know, who's, you know, Mike Crypto Bull is his username, uh, who spoke with us. He was one of the other people that invested in these apes. And we just both got caught up. We got caught up in in like the the, you know, the 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 thrill and the, in the sexiness of it, the, apparently. <laughs> apparently the sexiness of it. And we thought, you know, these could be more valuable. You flip them and then you make a couple bucks. It's like this weird form of gambling, I guess. I don't know. Oh. I don't feel like I'm an addict. I think I could quit. Can I quit? Here's the difficult thing to figure this out. This is why we're here, Cena. <laughs> this is the problem. 
This is why we're having this conversation. Yes. Yeah. Can you stop it? Are you going to continue to buy pictures before this becomes the singularity? Which, what uh, about what these gentlemen were talking about makes NFTs not the singularity? How is a metaverse not all of us, um, when they say that, you know, you know that you're going to own your own data in the future and Zoom's not going to own it. Where's that proof? But we don't need to get into that right now. Um, (laughs) I'm just scared about that. Yeah, but you still trust these individuals. I mean, they didn't invest in stupid NFTs like I did. (laughs) Or maybe they did and they were too embarrassed to say it, but... (laughs) (laughs) They seem to be thoughtful and they read a lot about these things. They know the humans. Like, that was the big thing and... We interviewed Mike, uh, who's one of the people that, again, got defrauded with me. You know, these two guys, like Justin John, they, like, know the people that make these images. They know the team behind them. Oh, we we didn't fucking know. We, I saw some mm. videos. I jumped in. You know, it was, it's like a fucking giant roulette wheel half the time. You're just in there. Yeah. You're staring at your damn screen for too long. You want to catch a buzz, and you buy a JPEG, hoping it's going to flip into, like, 300% market. But it, no, that's not the way the world works. Oh, my God, I've revealed too much. Let's go to this interview. <laughs> Yeah. I, oh God, I'm so ashamed. We spoke with Mike Crypto Bull, but there's there's a happy ending eventually, people. Of of this whole thing, kind of, maybe, yes. hopefully. So um, what happened? So what? So now? So what? Where where do we go from here? Yeah. I so uh, we're going to explain like what happened, okay. how this thing really broke down, and then and yeah, then we'll. I almost want to explain about. You're buying apes, but then crocodiles are coming to drain the swamp. Are we talking about computers or a fucking zoo? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> we both were involved in this rug pool, uh, which is, you know, you know, let's we could talk about what a rug pool is, but I think it's pretty obvious. We put money into a thing and then someone pulled the rug out from under us and took all the money. Before you got involved in Evolved Apes, um, and then subsequently the Fightback Apes, what was your experience in crypto? Like, who is who is Mike Crypto Boy? <laughs> okay, so I only started in crypto and NFTs probably about 18 months ago. Um, you know, like a lot of people through COVID and whatnot, um, there, there wasn't a lot to do you know, socially and things like that. So you started looking up things on the internet. Um, I got reached out to by a friend who actually said, have you, have you seen this particular cryptocurrency? Um, and I says, no, it's not something I've looked at. I looked at Bitcoin in 2016, mm. but what I, I haven't got any kind of coding or, or, or technical knowledge from that point of view. Um, so I, it was like one of them. I was I was a typical, typical person. I was like, no, you know, it's far too complicated for me. You know, I'm not interested. But because it was it was becoming more and more prevalent, more and more people were talking about it, I took an interest and started to look into it. So about 18 months ago, like I say, looked into it, started buying little bits of cryptocurrency. Um, completely started on currency, no, no NFTs whatsoever. Um, and I fell down the rabbit hole. You know, it was it was it was fifty fifty dollars, and then it was a hundred dollars, and then the, then then it was literally. Uh, you'll I don't know if you've heard people talk about the cryptocurrency rabbit hole, where all of a sudden it becomes all consuming, and you have to know as much as you possibly can about as much as you possibly can, which is an infinite amount of knowledge. Did oh. you now you you're a father, 
You're yeah. happily married. You have children. Yeah. Did uh, did did they were what were they saying when you went down the rabbit hole? There's a there's a there's a really good story about that as well. So um, my wife was not very accepting of it to begin with. <laughs> And I, 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 and I mean, oh, you, you do, we do, you don't even know this, right? So you don't know this about me. My wife, my wife has a TikTok account. Oh, yeah. my wife's TikTok account is called the Crypto Widow. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, wait, <laughs> wow. <There you> go. <laughs> yeah, and this, this is, this is a hundred percent true. And the Crypto Widow's TikTok account was born from the fact that she felt like a widow and had lost her husband to crypto. Oh, my God. So that's a, that, that is so funny that you actually bring that up. So there's not a lot of good synchronized dancing on that account. It's more of a somber <laughs> account? No. no. So, no. What, what's, so what's actually happened is, I, th- I think, I don't know if she still got them as the, the, pinned, uh, the pinned TikToks, the very first one, where she did three TikToks that kind of told the story of, of what happened. Um, but, but eventually what has happened is, after after she's nearly walked out and divorced me twice, um, she's came across she's came across to the dark side, um, and I've, ma- I've managed to to convince her that you know crypto and NFTs are going to be the future. Um, maybe not in their current incarnation, but the technology, the blockchain technology, the Web three stuff, you know, all of that is going to be the future. So she's came across to the dark side. Um, and now she's fully involved. She's she's got work in Web three herself. Um, Are you sure that you just didn't die? And she said Beetlejuice three times, and then you came <laughs> back, and now this is what this is what your relationship is. My, my answer to that is a strict no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're into this crypto eighteen months. You're down the rabbit hole. Your wife almost leaves you, divorces you twice almost, but you've now turned her yeah. into the dark side. Yeah. You're into this crypto thing. Uh, and then along comes, you know, then there's like the NFT summer, which was last summer, 2021. Yep. The summer of 2021 is the is what people are calling the NFT summer, where all these NFTs blew up. Um, what made you, what, how did you find out about Evolved Apes and what made you put so, money into it? Um Obviously, down the crypto rabbit hole, then kind of transitioned across to NFTs, um, watching a lot of kind of Gary V content. Um, very first NFT that I bought was a V friend, okay. which turns to be a pretty decent one. It's it's doing you know pretty well, um, and then just got it more and more in the NFT space. Bought a few more and, and, and started to learn a bit more about them, and then. Like you say, evolved apes come along. Um, it was a massively hyped project. I don't know if anybody's you know seen anything about it. If you, if you just Google evolved apes rug pull, all the information comes up. Yeah, but before that, how did you? How, what was your first exposure? Did you see it on YouTube, TikTok? Who was the person, or what account? Or tell me about that moment when you first saw it, if you can even remember. No, do you know what? I, I, I've been <laughs> I've been involved in so many NFT projects. I I can't tell you a hundred percent, but. It's kind of the, the 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 basic research thing, isn't it? You know, there's there's TikTok accounts, there's there's Twitter accounts, and you follow across all of them. Um, and and I think it was it was the fact it was so hyped up. It wasn't just one particular place that it was seen. It was it was more a multiple and a build up. And it's like, right, well, I'm going to have to go and look and see what this is. Where did you see it? That's a- that's I was gonna say. That's what I, I can't remember exactly who, but it was uh, multiple TikTok accounts. It was the Crypto Knights. Uh, they're like a group of like crypto folks that are like, 
you know, give you trading advice or whatever, not financial advice, but they give you like tips and stuff. Um, and they've done well for me. I've followed them in the past and they've done well. And then there were some other TikToks that I saw. I think a YouTube popped up, a Twitter thing. It was an amalgamation of several different sources. And to your point, it felt very hyped. And when, for at least in my mind, when things were so hyped, it's good to get on the train because even if it's a scam, at least you could get on and maybe get off quick enough. But this was, <laughs> this, <laughs> this did not work out that way. From my point of view, you know, until it actually happened, there was there was no scam yeah, there. Exactly. You know what what really hooked me was the fact that you know I've always I've always been a bit of a gamer all my life. You know, I've done a bit and piece in there, and it was the whole Street Fighter thing. You know that you know that yeah. promo that promo video was on point, absolutely yeah. on point. Where it, you know you were you were supposed to be able to take your NFTs. Um, and you know, fight them against each other. They were going to have tournaments. You could win ETH. You know, the whole thing sounded fantastic, um, and that's what hooked me was that. Um, yeah, so like I said, like you said, it was just across multiple accounts, and and I went, I learned a very big lesson there. I went in far too hard into mm. evolved apes. And revolved apes. Wait, before before you do that, I want to watch the um the 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 video you just brought up. Yeah. The evolved apes one here. Let me see if I can share my screen. Uh Hazel, can you give me sharing permissions? I might have an I might I might have a nightmare here. You know, I might actually like, you know, fall <laughs> off my chair or something. All right, Justin. This is. I want you to see this. I want you to have your blind reaction, Justin. Have you not seen this, Justin? I have not. This is all. You know, this is all. all this is all mystery to me. Computers and um, so I have an old Lenovo <laughs> micro, <laughs> and I have like an iPhone four. So this is this is like way. This is levels beyond. I kind of I understand a little bit of the gaming element of it, though. So this is you control you, it with an Atari controller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you would buy this this character right through the NFT, and then you'd be able to play this game. Are you kidding? This is amazing. Boom. I like yeah. I I played uh, games kind of similar to this. Um, uh, what's the name of the one? It's it's like it's like freeware. It's a pro wrestling one where you can kind of build your own wrestler and then you like sort of perpetually wrestle in different promotions and stuff like that. Okay, so. there you go. That's very similar. The only difference is you didn't sunk your life savings into buying those wrestling characters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the difference. But but you know what's funny though? The same concept uh, for iPhone games, right? They essentially make you pay to like level up your character enough to make it easy. So they, they make the games incredibly tedious. Uh, and then in order to like speed up construction or, you know, buy new weapons, they, they continually get money. So it's this, it's the same concept. It's just one's bleeding you slowly. One's bleeding you like all at once. Yes, exactly. So, so Mike, you saw that video. I saw that video. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned it. Cause it reminded me of, a, I would remember thinking, Oh, this is going to be fun because there were the, the advent of, you know, um, play to earn and gaming and like with your NFTs started happening a little bit more there. And I was, some of them were like weird card games and I was like, not into it. This seemed like right up my alley, you know, give me a street fighter esque game oh, yeah. and I could get into it. I so totally, let's totally agree. And we were, so we're both in 
on Evolved Apes at this point. We're in the Discord. Uh, presumably, we're having a good time. Then tell tell us what happened for you. What was your experience? So yeah, we're in there. It's hyped up. Um, they, 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 had, they have an NFT. is what's called a mint. Um, and a mint is basically your initial sale. So the initial sale happens. We, you know, we all mint away. Some idiots like me buy a heap off the secondary as well because we think it's going to the moon. Okay, so let's break that down real quick. Yep. So minting, so you, someone made all of these images, right? They made all of these characters, right? Some artists did. And then the minting, right, is is what? It's like, is when the artist sells all of their art? Is that the idea? <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, so a, non, a non-technical way of explaining it is, is basically... They created 10,000 digital assets, which have kind of random traits. Um, there's some rarer than others. And then the, the initial minting is basically, like I say, a non-technical term is, is where you're originally buying them. That's that's a basic kind of term for it. So, you know, you, you basically buy them and then they can be traded on an, an on, online marketplace. So that, that, that's what we kind of call in the NFT world a secondary market. So that's the kind of Got basic so- terms. The minting is the gallery sale, and then the secondary market is like your Sotheby's if you want to go auction it off later in some yeah. form, pretty much, yeah. right? That's the kind of, okay. that's kind of basic. In a, in a basic sense, that's how it works, yeah. So you bought from the mint, you bought, what, two? Two of them from the mint? If you tell me how many you got, I'll tell you how many I got. I bought I bought two from the mint, and that's it. I didn't go to the did secondary. Did you buy it in the secondary? No, did you? You did. Yeah. How deep did you go? 20. What? Mike, that's so many. That's like 20. How that's like 10 grand. It's 12 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, Yo, it's a document, it's a, do, it's a documented, it's a documented figure. I've always been honest about it. Um, we'll yeah. get into it, we'll get into the kind of dynamics a little bit later on, <sighs> but just, yeah, my chest tightened up. 20. Okay, but aren't you ever concerned about kind of like the Social class. Okay, let, you you put your twelve down. That's a tremendous amount of money, right? But let's say like Kim Kardashian decides that she wants to get into this and she drops, you know, forty million. Like, doesn't that ensure that whoever has the most money is going to have the characters with like the most skills and like power ups and stuff like that? If Kim Kardashian wants to come and drop forty million in any NFT collection that I'm in, I'm more than happy for her to be there and have all ra- the ones with the skills. It raises the price <laughs> of everybody when that happens. Yeah. It's just like any other market. But to your yeah. point. Justin, when the mint happens, it's random which which image you get in the mint. On the secondary market, you could pick and choose and spend a lot of money on like one that's more rare or fancier that has all like the cool attributes and stuff like that. God, it sounds. It's so a bit. Crazy it's a. It's a bit. Kind of the kind of second. The kind of secondary market you're talking about is a basic like supply and demand kind of aspect. So you know, the, 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 there are certain ones that are what you would class as rarer. You know, and then, and then ones are in higher demand. So it's it, it's kind of like that. This is incredible. Yeah, I used to have baseball cards. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. The whole yeah, yeah. This the is- whole NFT space at the moment is basically a, a, a digital collectible space. You know, and, and and this isn't this isn't where NFTs are going to end up. Like I was alluding to earlier on, NFT technology is going to be used far far wider. This whole kind of PFP, they call it, profile picture kind of age of NFTs is literally just the, it's the tip of the iceberg right at the start. Um, so yeah, if you think about it as baseball cards, but in a digital version, that's probably a great way to, to kind of think about it. So I ended up in about a G off of two 
um, from the men. Maybe it was like 800. I can't really remember. At that time, I was kind of just burning fire. I thought, this is going to be great. Some people that I follow on online are going to are gonna send me to the promised land, and I'm going to play a fun game at the end of the, end of the time. Which, by the way, paying that much money for like a 2D video game, my PlayStation 5 costs only like 500 bucks. <laughs> and I got to get like three games. And the graphics are actually good. It's it's a giant graphics card in there. You could do so much. This thing you could just play on a Nintendo. Anyways, so what happens after the Mint and you buy this, you're in for 12 and a half. Can you tell me how you felt owning all of these NFTs? So I, What was I'd your been, initial feeling? I'd been reasonably successful in NFTs up to that point. Um, so it, this is what I said I learned a really big lesson, not just about what happens and what to do, but but actually about going in too hard. Now, because I'd been reasonably successful in a couple of collections leading up to that, what I my, my thought process there was, well, if I can go, if I can go in here, get twenty, and and it goes reasonably well, I can sell ten, make up the money that I'd paid for twenty with ten, and still have ten. Of course. So the, the that that was my idea. But then that's that's a that's a basic greed. Yeah. That's all that was. That's all that was. And that, and that was a lesson I learned hard hard that day um so how i felt was you know what i'm in a, i'm in a really good position here um i had some that were pretty decent you know in the kind of ranking scales if you like um and the collection was going well the the floor price which is the the price of the very lowest ranked one was rising so uh, you know great position doing really well and then things started to go a little bit wrong and so before we talk about that how it went wrong. Tell me about the structure, the team structure of Evolved Apes at that time. What was, right? what was, like, who who made up the team and how much did we know about that? Right, well, it's a big thing in NFT space that, that you know, the hindsight's a wonderful thing that everybody kind of knows now. You want what's called a doxed team. And it's one of the things that I always profess to people when they're looking at NFT collections. And what that basically means is that the people in them teams are coming out and you know who they are. You know they have they have personal social media profiles. They have LinkedIn profiles. They are showing their face. They have their name there. You can see who they are, so that you they can be held accountable. Now it doesn't always work. That isn't a, that isn't a foolproof one hundred percent way to tell that a project's legit. But it's a good start in in, in going towards that. Um, so the guys that were involved in that project were not doxed. Um, it was a it was a kind of anonymous team if you like um, it was made up of it was made up of two main two main people um who were going under the pseudonyms of ape master and evil ape <laughs> one was the artist right one no, was the artist no 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 it no. was a di- the, 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 the artist was actually a third party who wasn't involved with the team who was who was subcontracted to create the images. I see. And so one was just like the CEO marketing person yeah. and then the e- evil ape master was like the mark point person, marketing person. And then the evil ape was the developer, the guy who owned the code basically, right? Yeah, to, so it was it was something like that. The structure was something like that. I, I don't know exactly what it was. Um, and then obviously underneath them, they were the two kind of main guys. And then underneath them, there was a you know, a, a group of moderators and admins and stuff to, to help help keep the project going in the right way through the Discord and, and, and such like. And so 
now how did how did we start finding out that things started going wrong okay so there was i had this conversation the other day so it, it was trying to remember back what happened somebody was asking me about red flags and and again <laughs> hindsight hindsight's a great thing but there was just a few li- there was a few little things that started to creep in that that started to make you question you know what's going on here you know why yeah. is that maybe why the fact is that, that we spent all this money on jpegs yeah that might have been <laughs> well, <laughs> the first you know, one. It was three. It was three point three million dollars. That's how much it was. Oh my god! <laughs> so, drop, drop, drop that bombshell. Um, but yeah. anyway, that's how much. It, that's how much it was. Um, so the, there was a few red flags kind of creeping in. It was it was silly little things like there was competitions and giveaways that they'd run within the server within the community that weren't getting completed. So you know that the, the, they weren't they weren't paying out the, the rewards on them. They weren't giving away the NFTs they were supposed to. Then there was things like there was a few independent influencers that were got paid for marketing. So like we were talking about earlier, me and you, about how we'd seen it across TikTok and, and, and across YouTube and things like that. And there was a few of these independent little ones coming out saying they hadn't been paid. And then there was a big one. The Crypto Knights came out and said they hadn't been paid. And there was a kind of there was a whole kind of social media thing um about that. And I can't, I don't think I've got the the links to the the stuff in here, but it was just a few little things like that. And then it was things like the the team. So the kind of ape master and the, the ironically named evil ape. Um, you know, the, these guys had stopped appearing in the kind of community chats and they weren't reachable. Whereas before the project had minted, they were there all the time. So it was just a few like little things starting to creep in. Um, and that was the kind of start of it all. And I'm looking here, you, you know, uh, eventually we were to find out that I'll fill you in on that if you want. I'll fill you in. No yeah, problem. Yeah, go ahead. Because it was me. Yeah. It was me. It was me that found out. I have. I have your statement here. Actually, <laughs> yeah. that you sent to everybody. I sent it to yeah. to our team when it happened, and I said, "I can't believe we're definitely doing an episode on this eventually." <laughs> I've just been scammed <laughs> in an NFT project. Uh, we have to do it, and I. I. I'm pretty sure. No one on the team here responded. And they were there were heard Justin said, What what is a Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, so this is, is what is this? <laughs> what there's a there's a there's a word in French we could use for it, but I'm not sure we can. So we'll we'll hold that one. Oh, go for it. What is oh, the what? Was we a, got it fucked. Was, it was an absolute clusterfuck. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. There's no other way to put it. That's what it was. Yeah. The UK has a weird version of French that I don't really understand, but okay. Yeah. yeah. That was, well, uh, it's, 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 that was, se- that was censored. From the Breton. We call us, us, I'm from the Breton region. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from Scotland and we call, we call that oh, censored. Scotland shit. Oh my yeah. God. I'm sorry. My fault. Oh no, no, it's still, it's still part of the UK. That's cool. It's uh, no, I call it. Fuck that, them, I- man. Fuck them. <laughs> I, we stand with you. We stand with the Scottish people, the proud Scottish people. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have put my kilt on for this podcast. Should I could have given you yeah, a twelve? What the? Fuck? I could have. I could have given you a twelve. I, I call. I call that censored French. We call that censored French in Scottish. That's tick. Yeah. So what? Base. I'll, I'll. I'll fill you in. What the actual process of what happened was there was like a community voice chat in the Discord. There was maybe about I don't know fifty people there, sixty people there, something like that. And we were all kind of chatting away, you know, asking what was going on. There's a few questions flying about, and I was kind of facilitating a conversation between people saying, right, well, wait a minute, let's let's kind of break this down, see what's happening. And so we had a it was a kind of bit of back and forth between people. And and somehow, I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it was because I wouldn't stop talking, but somehow I managed to land myself the job 
or, or, or they kind of said to me, well, well, is there any chance you could go and ask some questions to people and try and find out what's happening? So, you know, obviously, you know, well, it doesn't like, like I've got anything better to do. You know, it's not like I've got a job or, or, or a wife and kids. I'll go, I'll go and see what's going on. <laughs> so, I st- <laughs> so I started asking the questions and asking the moderators and trying to get some information and then some answers back. Um, and the, the long and short of it was I found out it, it was a scam. It was a rug pull. So basically the, the evil eight character person, whoever he was, had, had had access to the minting wallet and it took all of the money out of it and disappeared. And so that is what we would call a rug pull. Basically so that is, just that is that is yeah. a straight up that is a straight up scam. It's a straight up rug pull. Um and, and he's disappeared with all the finances. So there's you know there's nothing there's just nothing left. There's no money there left and to that, do anything with. And that is three point three million? Well I think that's what the actual minting figure was, but there was different people got paid bits and pieces out of that. Um, but the the original minting figure was it was uh, I think it was just shy of three point three million dollars at the time. And at the time, there were is it is this right forty thousand people in the Evolved Apes Discord? Yeah, it was something like that. It was something like that. Yeah. And so we all got rug pulled. I was shocked. I was laughing. I was like, "Well, I should have expected this to happen." Uh, I'm an idiot. And I, I just kind of let it sit. I was like, all right, I'm not going to do anything about it. Uh, there's nothing to do. I did kind of enjoy going back to the Discord for a little, for a couple of days after that and just seeing people be wildly upset and just seeing the, the everything explode in front of me. And it's it was kind of nice, you know? Yeah, I'm the host of a show called Fraudsters. It's nice being on the, you know, the front lines of a scam. <laughs> I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad we made some good content for you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Bravo. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a mysterious room of long-forgotten, moldy mascot memorabilia, often pitched by ad agencies, always rejected by NJM. Is it real? We may never know. But what is real is NJM's dedication to doing what's right for their customers. Astoundingly, they're proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Learn more at NJM.com. People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh. Like creator Kate. This Glade Orchid Neroli candle is so fresh. It's like fresh as watching a sunrise in Santorini. 
Yeah, I'm going to need more of those. Explore the new Glade Fresh collection today. So it's not lost on me that the guy that stole all of our money, his username was Evil Ape. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Wait, so you also were in a essentially a chat room of everyone else who also got grifted? Yes, everyone got grifted. Everyone. Do you make a lot of friends though? They're so <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> kind of came together. And it was it was this thing where some people just left, other people didn't participate at all. But I kind of stuck around, and eventually, people started to kind of try to revive this thing because so many people got invested. Um, how nice of a nice Scotsman is is Mike? Right? What a sweet man! Yeah, what a, what a sweetheart. Um, but Cena. million (laughs) dollars? I know. So you gave it to a man named Evil Ape, (laughs) and Evil Ape scurried away with your money? What is going to stop this from happening to you again? I just don't think I could buy another JPEG ever again. I think think that's... Wow. Unless it's really good. Unless unless a lot of people are into it. No. No. No, but if there's good (laughs) metrics, if there's there's good heat behind it, you know, why... If it's a good investment... Yeah. I won't. Okay. All right. I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it. What if, if it gets, okay, Cena, if it gets good if press, though? It, what if it gets ah! good press? What if you want to do it, I think you have to ask each one of us individually. You have to show us the the at least the username of the yeah. person you're buying the picture from. No mad monkey. Yes. Steely McSteelerson. Yeah. Deranged animal brains with a Z. <laughs> then you can't. You it's can't a satir- what if it's a satirical username? Anyway, okay, let's go Only back to Only things with other. underscores. Yes. <laughs> Shady ape. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go to our last part of uh, our interview with Mike. Yeah, you guys are in much better humor about this. There's a comedian that owes me $60, and to this day, like, if I ever see him, I might kill him. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. You know, as, as a fully, you know, cold-blooded Scotsman, if I see this guy and I knew who he was, you know, I'd, sm- I'd, I'd bang him, him right out. You. I'd bang him right out. You know, his, his, teeth, his, teeth, his, teeth, his teeth are clean coming out if I find out who he was and I see him. Like, there's, no, there's, two way, there's no two ways about it. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, love the Scots. That happened. Um, and while I've been doing a bit of investigating, there was another community member, um, Jen, who goes under the name of Callie. Um, she'd been kind of helping me ask some questions. I found this out. Um, and two two of my really good friends had also invested in Evolved Apes. Um, and I do, I do a bit of work with them. I speak to them multiple times every day and I, and I, you know, we got on a group chat and I, and I, and I phoned these guys and I said, look, this is what's happened. Um, what can we do? I says, can we actually do anything here? You know, I have this information. Nobody else has this information at the moment. I am going to tell everybody this information because that's the right thing to do. Everybody needs to know what's going on, but can we actually do something? to rectify this situation a little bit because there was, you know yourself, you were there, 
the community before this happened was was buzzing, wasn't it? It was so hyped. Everybody was excited. There was, you know, everybody was friendly. They were helping each other. And, and I think that's an important thing too to, to to say is that one of the reasons that these communities, because these everything, if you think about the U.S. dollar, what's the reason it exists? Right, is because everyone agrees on it. Everyone's playing nice around the U.S. dollar. The same thing on a very small scale happens with these smaller NFT communities. If you have a group of people that are all on board with it, it gives us this this energy. It gives it's its power it gives it its value right and the, on on the evolved apes discord the asshole quotient was actually very low i found very friendly yeah. people on i have to agree i have to agree and and so we you know me and uh josh and josh and jamie we we had this conversation and, and then we teed callie in we've been working with them with and, and i well i kind of came up with the idea i was like well well okay we've got a community here that that is pretty good like you say pretty low on the number of assholes can we do something here to bring these together to try and bring a little bit of value back? So, you know, we brainstormed a bit through some ideas about it. We said, well, right, okay, let's let's try and relaunch it. Let's let's take some ideas and we'll relaunch the, the whole thing. We'll, we'll, we'll reach out to the community. We'll put a new community together of the people who were already there. We'll reach out to them, see what kind of expertise we've got within the community. You know, there'll be people there who are web designers, who are graphic designers, who have development experience. And, and even if they were missing some kind of key technical points, you know, I'll reach out to somebody and find somebody. There'll be somebody who mm-hmm. will help us for, for what we're trying to do. So, you know, we, we, we brainstormed some ideas and then we decided that's what we were definitely going to do. We decided we were going to head up a kind of community team and try and bring some value back to the original Evolved Apes holders. And that was the kind of vision, the goal, and everything all rolled into one. So that's when I drafted that statement up and I put it out. So like I say, you've seen you've seen the statement, and, and that's what that was what led up to that point. I'll just read the end here. Yeah. Um I know everyone will have questions, and it's going to be a very uncertain time for the project. But I'm committed to getting this new pivot off the ground, up and running, and giving the community an NFT project to be proud of. We are reaching out to massive players in the NFT game, explaining our situation, and everyone has been so helpful with advice and contacts. I can't say who and how they are going to help us right now, but please trust me when I say we are gathering a contact book of some of the best in the space. That being said... This is a community project, and if you think you have skills that can help us move forward and would be willing to volunteer to help, we will be putting out a form in the coming days so that you can fill it out and describe what you're being able to help with. I hope this has updated you on what has happened, and I hope I've given you the confidence that this project is far from dead. In fact, this pivot will open a whole range of possibilities for expansion on the project, and you as the community holders will ultimately have control through voting of how we move forward. Thank you to all my ape brothers and sisters for everything. I'm here for you all. Mike underscore crypto bull. I have to say, when I read this, I was like, yeah, bullshit. So we're going to get scammed again. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. He's fucking trying to hit us while we're Joke's down. on you, motherfucker. Joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that I, I stayed in the community and followed you. Because now tell us. What has happened with this? And again, full disclosure, I am I still own these images. So I don't want this to seem like we're trying to pump this thing up. But it is an amazing story. Uh, and frankly, I don't care if, if we have to pump it up. I'd like to make my goddamn money back. Uh, 
What has happened now? You 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 built a new community. It's called the Fight Back Apes. You have a logo and everything. There's a whole thing happening, but it's still just an NFT. So what what happened? Yeah, so 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 much has happened. You know, this was this was last September, I believe. You know, it's so many months since it's done. I'd, you know, I never envisaged it was going to take this long, but but what's happened is we kind of pivoted it from the original idea. Um, so just to follow on from the point you made there, um, reading that kind of extract of what I wrote. Um, when we reached out to the community and um, we we swapped Discord. So obviously that Discord you said had about 40 odd K in it. And we switched to a new Discord because we knew fine well that we didn't have control of that. I tried to get control of it before we swapped. So obviously I would have, I would have had a ready built community of 40,000 people. Um, but I couldn't get it off the kind of scammers. They wouldn't give me the keys to the Discord. Um, so we switched new Discord. We managed to take about 2,000 people over with us that followed us. Um, from them 2,000 people, we had assembled a team of 100, 100 volunteers, all with skill sets that were viable to use to create a new project. Wow. So, so we, had a, we had 100 people from the community had all, uh, had all reached out. I do realize that you weren't one of them. You know, I'm quite disappointed in that, that you said you were part of the community and you didn't reach out. What was I going to do? What was I going to do? I was merely, I was merely a spectator. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So, so we, uh, so we were doing that. We started, we started, we started uh, uh, building some new, a new project. We started, you know, brainstorming some new artwork and what we're going to do. And we were reached out to from um, a guy called Ty, who works for Daz 3D. And Ty basically said that he'd, he'd come in, he'd, he'd heard about our kind of story, about what kind of happened. Um, you know, we did some media and we kind of went viral over the internet a little bit through through Vice and we were in the Daily Mail and we were in all sorts of national publications about what happened. Um, so we did that and a guy called Ty who works for Daz3D had reached out. Um, now, Ty basically said, I've seen your story. I've heard what's going on. Um, I work for this massive 3D design company. Is there any way that we can help? You know, I could help with some artwork. I could help with some project. Is there any way we can help? So long story short, we had a lot of meetings. We, we kind of went backwards and forwards over things, what can be done. Um, and we came, we came to a kind of, kind of agreement what would be best for the whole project moving forward. It was to sign a partnership with, with Daz3D. Um, those that don't know Daz3D, uh, they've done their own collection. They did a collection called Non-Fungible People, which launched a few months ago. Um, it did really well, launching everything now. They're, they're building that up, and, and that project's really solid. They also helped um, a company called Artifact design and, and, and manufacture the kind of Clone X, they're called. And Clone X has turned into one of the biggest collection, NFT collections in the whole world. Um, it's kind of top 10 blue chip NFT collection. They've part, they partnered up with Nike. Um, and it kind of sent them skyrocketing. So that's so like a got real real company now. Uh, yeah, it's we're, a we're, real company. We're talking huge real company. Yeah. Real company, huge company, legit as legit as you can get, shareholders, the whole shooting match, um, loads of employees. Um, they you know, they offer a they offer a 3D software download on their website, which has had over 20 million downloads. You know, you can't get more legit. Proper player in the space, they've got partnerships with Coca-Cola and Samsung. Um and and they did the avatars for Roblox. They did the VR avatars for Samsung's phones. Like, you know, these guys are, are proper. 
Um, they reached out, so we decided the best thing for the whole project was to kind of do a partnership with them to create this new collection of fightback capes. That's kind of how that came to be. And so now with the partnership, the, the Discord is now merged with the DAZ 3D non-fungible people's Discord. There's like a little thing there. And now we're waiting eventually in the, in the coming weeks or months here, we're going to be able to take our old NFTs, our old Evolve Apes NFTs, and swap them for these new redesigned non like uh, JPEG, but there are still kind of like images, I guess, but they're 3D assets that you can actually use in the metaverse or in in different areas, yeah. not just a profile pic, but it has some utility. Like I could pull, I could download my NFT and animate it in a 3D software. Is what, yeah. Was what so you can so do, ba- right? so basically, you know, we've basically taken an NFT project from the ground up. So we started at the beginning. How we're going to do it? What we're going to do? What the asset's going to look like? How we're going to do it um, with within Daz's kind of framework? Um, it's taken a little bit of time to sort that out. So now we've got it sorted. We've moved to the next stage, which is take that community of Fightback Apes that had their own Discord into what now is a Daz 3D Discord. So it's going to be the home to all the Daz assets. It's going to have all the information on how you use kind of Daz 3D software that's online where you can manipulate all of these kind of 3D assets. You can put them in scenarios. Um, You're going to be able to, like you say, download the files where you can get full body pictures. Um, And these new NFTs are going to be basically 3D avatars rather than three rather than profile pictures or even just 3D images. Justin, how is all this sitting with you now? Do you feel like you really want to get into the NFT space after you've heard all of this? You know, it's funny because I do similar stuff. So I'm not going to be like, oh, this is completely like I collected baseball cards. I bought the Ric Flair uh, limited edition Funko Pop uh, with the glasses and the championship belt. It's the same thing. It's just I'm just I'm just I'm only old school that I'm into hard copies of all this stuff. That's the only. Yeah, I don't I don't want the digital version. But but yeah, I, I completely I completely understand like the allure of, the, of these things. Yeah, and like I, I you know it's fun now the 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 Daz 3D thing. It's I love VR and I've experimented a lot with VR, so I can't wait to like experiment with these new assets and see if we can do things with them as well. They're going to be fully riggable into Unity and, and you can you know, transfer them across as 3D files um, like that. So, you know, the, the potential's there that you could take them if you, if you had any kind of design experience, coding experience, and put them into a game. You could take them and literally put them into a game that was already created or create one for them. Um, there's all sorts of ideas floating about at the moment um, of, of what to do with them. You know what would be cool uh, would be to combine old school and new school. If you they created arcade machines that were public, but they had a drive where you could upload your own personal character into it and people could fight their own personal characters when you were like saying like Street Fighter. Like what if it's Street Fighter, but you just had a jump drive with your guy on it, you know? That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's like yeah. what people are going to be able to do soon. Mike, I want to just say like what what do you feel now that, you know, is there a feeling of redemption for you? Are you still in in the weeds? I feel great. I can't. I've been laughing so hard this whole time that this thing is rebooted. And stuff, it seems hysterical. So my, my, my point of view is still the same as it was that very first day I put that, that first announcement out, was was I, I still want to bring value back to the Evolved Apes holders. It's still the vision. It's still the goal. And um, that's completely aligned with what we were saying and what we were doing. And they still believe in, in that vision as well. Um, but now, obviously, it's going to be a bigger project, wider project. Um, 
with a with a, a lot more scope. So I still I still believe in that vision. Now that being said, if somebody had been fully participating within our community, if you want to call it that, our kind of fight back apes community, there's a lot of people already got more than the money back that they spent. You know, non fungible people. Um, were, 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 we offered a free mint to every evolved apes holder within the Discord, and it was zero point zero five ETH. Now that they could have sold that. 0.05 ETH purchase for 0.8 ETH before reveal of NFP. So that's like a huge, that's going from what, like a, a cup, like maybe 50 bucks or, or 100 bucks to maybe yeah. 3,000 or something, something like yeah. that? Yeah. 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 So you could have made a couple grand. Glad I missed that one. I think I was recording an episode of this fucking show. If you'd been watching and paying attention, you know, being an active member of the community, you actually might have got some. You actually exactly might have, right. Yeah, you would got some. Listen, money back. Mike, you have four children. I have one child and a dog and a podcast, which I think counts as multiple children, if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's this, really not a nice way to talk about Justin. Yeah, I'm. I'm legally a dependent of his. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's hilarious Mike this this has been amazing I, I think the story here is incredible uh that that it, uh, you never hear this this doesn't happen this is this is not a thing that happens in this space if you get rug pulled if you get scammed people just go away it's not like on this show even whenever we talk about a scammer or we talk about a, a scam the victims of that scam they don't all join together and and like like reboot and bring value back. Sometimes they have like a victim support group like they did with OneCoin. Uh, sometimes they'll have a class action lawsuit, but usually they won't win. I mean, that's what happened with BitConnect. I mean, these are things that take years to actually happen. So uh, I think the it, fact that you but, were but able from, to pull this together. Yeah. From my point of view, it's just taking the bull by the horns. You just need somebody to put their hand up and say, right, look, I think we can do this. And then just action it, you know, try, try and do well, something um, with it. We are grateful that the crypto bull was able to take the bull <laughs> well, by the horns. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I keep saying to people, like, you know, don't thank me yet. We're not, we've not minted yet. Let's just <laughs> yeah, let's just true. get let's get to there. But what I will say on that is, obviously, I'm privy to a lot more information than you know you've seen in the community and things like that. And I've got to tell you, what is coming, especially like in the next couple of weeks, is fire, and I mean fire. This this whole story, the way it's going to play out. Um, it is, it's beyond what I thought it was going to be. And I think genuinely it's going to blow people away. I can't wait for you to see it and for you to phone me and say, you were right. You were right. <laughs> this is good. Like, this is really good. <laughs> I want you, in fact, well, I want you to phone me and tell me in six weeks time that you're glad you got rug pulled for what we've brought. <laughs> that is what I want. Okay, I think I I probably will do that. Mike, how can people find the Fight Back Apes if they wanted to join up with the community now or how do they get involved? Is there a way for new people to get involved now? Yeah, 100%. You know, the, the whole community is open. You know, there's going to be public men. Um, there's going to be whitelists opening up very, very soon for people to try and get in on the new project. Um, the holders of Evolved Apes are going to receive a free mint um, and just have to pay gas for the for the new collection. Now that that is only the claim for that is only open to April the sixth, I believe, was the, the initial date we were talking about. I think it maybe is getting pushed to April the 9th. I don't know when this podcast's going out. So you, you know it might that might get missed. I'm not sure. But there is still 
massive opportunity for people to get in after that. Um, and, and yeah, just go, go to at fight back apes on Twitter. Um, the links are all kind of in there. You need to get into that Daz 3d discord. Um, the links are on the Twitter. That's probably the easiest way to, to get in there and find it though. Um, is just to go to at fight back apes on Twitter. Either that or go on my Bye. page and there's tons of there's tons and tons of posts about it. So. Uh, and is your wife happy now that you have rebooted this community? She she's obviously thinks that there's 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 a plot there's a uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Well, in regards to my wife, the the best thing that I could do for her was actually to give her a fight, uh, give her an evolved Dave NFT, so she has to be involved <laughs> in the community. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think they call that leverage. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're in it now. Yeah, I've kind of had to do. I've kind of had to do that. That was one of the um, one of the kind of things I've had to do to 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 get my wife involved. Is I've had to kind of give her access to like my NFT wallet and let her have a few of them. Oh my god! Which is there you go. Terrifying, expensive, and uh, you know it's uh, it hurts a little bit because you know I really like some of the NFTs that she's uh, that she's commandeered. Um, with, you know, you, you, you know, you're married, you know what it's like, um, <laughs> when the wife comes out and says, you know, what's yours is mine, you know, and what's mine is yeah. mine, what's mine is mine. So, you know, I, you know, it's half, every, everything that I've got is half hers. So, and everything that she's got all hers. So, you know, I've had, there you to, go. I've had to, I've had to share that out a little bit. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big money at Welcome back to our studio where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit? Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. 
any different from drug <laughs> dealers when they give you a bump to get you hooked. How that very nice sounding man talked about his wife was just like, no, 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 no. See, baby, 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 baby. Wait, wait, wait. I'll give you a picture of a monkey. And isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> It really is not much different. This whole thing is a big, you know, it is like you get high like you would from drugs uh, when you're in it and you're doing it. And it is kind of like this rush. But I think the thing that I found so cool, at least about this particular one is, yes, everyone's money got stolen. But this guy and a few other people rallied together, rebooted the entire project. And these things, it's like a community, right? And so if everyone's in it, if there's a lot of people behind it, then it gains popularity and then it has strength and then there's you know an upside potentially at the end of it. And now this big 3D company is helping reboot the whole thing with new images that are like 3D. Mm-hmm. They're not just a JPEG. You can actually make them avatars and stuff in the metaverse or in VR. There's like things you can do with them. Now, again, is that all silly and ridiculous? Yes, absolutely, of course. But for people that are in this space, it's kind of cool. And frankly, I think it's just, there's something I find so honorable about sticking with it so much that like no one that we've ever covered in the victim space in this show has ever rallied together and then like like got their money back somehow. Which so we have one coin. But they didn't get their money back, though, right? They were just, it was like a victim support group at the end. Yeah, maybe. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. So you are reinvesting more money into the same (laughs) place that just took your money. (laughs) Is what you're telling me. (laughs) It's called a gas fee. So you get the revised Yeah, what is this gas thing? Can you explain? What's this gas thing real quick? So this is where it gets a little weird. So imagine (laughs) it like This is where it gets weird. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm along for the ride. Okay. So the, the normal part was when he gave his money to a guy on the internet named Evil Ape. Evil <laughs> Ape. <laughs> okay. Fair. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. So when when you go on the turnpike or you go on like the highway, you mm-hmm. cross the Verrazano Bridge, you pay uh, a fee, right? You pay a fee to get across the bridge, a toll, right? Sure. It's the exact same thing. There's a fee associated with transacting on Ethereum or uh, other types of cryptocurrency blockchains, right? So the fee that's associated with Ethereum can be kind of high sometimes, and that's the problem. There's other ones like Solana that are like very small, but it's all about, no, that money doesn't go to like evil ape. It doesn't go to like a specific person. It goes to the network and the people that help make the network run get a share of that money if they like do certain tasks properly. It's like a service fee. Exactly. So they're giving us the new JPEGs or the new 3D JPEGs and the 3D assets for free, but we just have to pay the gas fee. So yes, it is technically me giving money into the like vacuum of digital space, but... At least it's not going to evil ape. It sounds stupid and crazy. I know. I'm saying it. I hear myself. I understand. Sometimes we just need to say these things aloud to be able to understand what we're doing with our money. And I think that that's why we're here today. And they're an addict. Yes. And the problem. (laughs) You keep saying, saying, I'm going to kick the habit. And just somewhere I can see like evil ape talking like the florist from the town. He's like, oh, I got Cena doped up good and proper. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you're in a community. So essentially you do have a community of people that are doing this together. There are nice people in this new Discord. Let me, I, and I actually posted at the Discord uh, at Daz3D and I said, hey, is anyone, everyone else that's, uh, that was part of the Evolved Apes rug pull, can you tell me what your experience was like? I'd love to read it on the show. And these people were like, no problem. So I have a few ones that I just want to read here. This is from Cal Infinity. Uh, and they said, I'm super proud of all of us. It feels like winning a tournament already. And I'm so excited for our community who has come all this way with us. The first month of our new Fight Back Apes server was intense. High emotions from EA holders, a lot of venting, anger, and regret. But out of that came a lot of support from fellow community members to one another. Discussions on advice and research on what makes a good project learning about NFT safety, and trying to make a new project out of nothing. We had a really close-knit community because we stuck together after the rug pull. This wasn't the first rug pull or the last. They are all traumatizing in my opinion, but the difference is, in most cases, people also lose their community and are left on their own, especially if it happens as a new person in NFTs. We were there for each other, and out of that group, over 100 people answered the call to volunteer for various aspects of the project early on when we were trying to make something out of nothing. That, I was not one of those people. I'm sorry. The fact that we've made it to this point is head explode emoji, and this project is going to be so much more than the original project ever would have been. We want to be the biggest comeback story ever. Uh, I added ever bicep flex emoji. So it's very sweet, right? This is from yeah. Tamer. They said, it felt like an emotional roller coaster of ups and downs, insane hype, but insane FUD at the same time. You could say we were as high as Mount Everest at one point, followed by an avalanche leaving us buried at the bottom until, you know, wank. Uh, this is from Lord Bright. They said, it's been a journey. Being rug rugged is terrible. At the time, Evolved Apes minted out. It felt we'd been competing for the top PTE game in the NFT space. We hit rock bottom, and now we're in the process of resurrecting this project due to great leadership. And of course, we can't leave out the Daz team, a community coming together to fight for what's right. As a wise man once said, this is the way. And then there was a bunch of Mandalorian gifts after that. On the <laughs> I think that the community aspect of this is beautiful. I think that it is great that you are an addict amongst other very <laughs> good-natured addicts. But at the same time, it has to be scary because... How do you know which of the addicts are just doing the, yeah. they're just leading to the next fix to keep everyone involved to get to the next fix? I'm not saying that that is any of the people that just said that, but isn't that part of your concern yeah. with NFTs in the first place? Like, how can you trust everybody on the internet? You can't. And that's what's so crazy about it. And there's this thing that we've seen in fraudsters with like Barry Minkow and stuff like that and other people where victims always say things like, Surely they can't do something that absurd. Surely someone wouldn't be doing such a long con and lying this much constantly just to do something like this. And it very well could. Who, Mike could be not Scottish. He could be a Frenchman that's really good at voices. He sounded then, really <laughs> sexy, though. I will say that. <laughs> he is a very sweet man. But that's that's what's like. The, the the anxiety feeling that I have about it, but it's also kind of an exciting feeling. And, you know, I work a lot. I, I lost some money. But, you know, now that you're in, you're we call it pot committed. You know, I'm committed to this. There's always some, there's already money in. 
if I can get something back or break even at the very least, that's a win. I'm scared of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm scared of yeah. your power. But I guess good on you for having that power. I think I it is just learning all these kind of things. It really is in the same way of like I've never had the money to gamble either. It is for me on the outside a rich man's game yeah. that I don't know if I'll ever be a part of. But I guess, you know, roll the dice in the rich man's roulette wheel and hopefully, you know, Mal, the bullet isn't uh in this evil ape. Well, if you incorporate my law school debt, I'm not a rich man, but sometimes I just forget about it. And then it's feeling <laughs> good. So the intervention stands. We are still intervening. All right. Okay. Yeah. Pay down that law school debt. Stop buying apes off the internet or whatever. But if you guys, if one of these apes hits, the law school debt is gone. I'm just saying. It's fine. Are we going to get, done. so now after this intervention, are you going to purchase the three of us NFTs to get us into the game? Are you going to give us the hit? Listen, if there's a yeah. good one, I'm happy to let you know about it if you guys want in. Right. If you guys want in. Whoa, yeah. you see this? Hazel, Justin, we have to, this is, he's trying to suck us into his slide of lies. Yeah. Hey, if you want to put your neck out there and then I might benefit, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is how you get in. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, consider me intervened. Uh, Jackie's a brown It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you literally tried to incorporate us into the scam. <laughs> I do know a lot more, though, about the NFTs. And honestly, the utility practices make a lot of sense. I think that right. that is like essentially that is giving you a code of the things that you have so that someone can look into your code. And find, like, I don't know if when the last time I had a TV shot was. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Like, I find one of the doctors I've had. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly right. The, the future. We just got to get out of this weird gambling phase of everything. And I think that is what will kind of like start once you actually start helping people instead of scamming people right <laughs> and the then problem it's cool. is it's like there's no centralized because the way this works is it's decentralized so that means you have to there has to be trust created in other ways and right now trust is still in this like one to one you have to like know who's making the thing and that's hard to figure out sometimes or impossible or really easy if you just look at their username and they say evil ape and then you're like oh great Evil Ape took all of our money. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Well, uh, my, speaking of getting involved, Mike at Mike Crypto Bull does want our fans to participate. So at fraudstersLPN at gmail.com. I think there's like whitelist space available and stuff like that. If uh, Did you hear Ruby what? cough there? Did you hear that? Oh, cute. Uh, but he does want people to join up if you guys are interested in stuff like that. Lord knows I'm in there. So if you join up, you're going to be right there with me. Losing money or making money. God help me. Am I a fraud? Do am I a fraudster now? You are the you're part of the MLM right now. You're like three of my podcast friends to join. (laughs) And now we're scared. So I will I will make follow-up calls every day. Uh MLM way. Follow-up calls. All right, guys. Uh thanks so much, Jackie Zabrowski, for joining us. Thank you. What shows do you have going on right now that people can can watch 
Listen. Um, you can always come hang out at Page 7 over on the last podcast network or come hang out on my Twitch, which is my own version of a cult. Twitch.tv forward slash Ono. Oh it's Jackie. It's amazing. And make sure to check it out there. And thank you for connecting us with Dr. Jordan Soper. She was amazing. We loved having her on our last few episodes. Uh, that was fantastic. Hell yeah. Uh, at Cena Now, at Justin Williams Comedy, Hazel Bryan, thank you for joining us, everyone. Fraudsters is a production of Zero Cool Media and the Last Podcast Network. Hazel Bryan produced this episode. Ian Brannon is our editor. Our associate producer is Anna Laranaga. Emily Fusco is our researcher. Our legal intern is Greg Fingerhut. Our theme music is by Simon Tafik. And some music in this episode was composed by Chris Olson. Special thanks to Justin Schenkero and John Kraske, as well as Mike Cryptobull. And of course, Jackie Zabrowski. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Your home is your place of peace. It's clean. It's welcoming. And it's definitely not crawling with invading insects if you use Ortho Home Defense Max. Use it indoors on non-porous surfaces to treat and prevent cockroaches, spiders, and ants for up to 12 months. So your home can stay your place of peace, your work-from-home office, and your family's headquarters. Kill bugs inside, keep bugs outside, and love your home. Visit ortho.com for more.